Kope, everybody. When you hear Japanese Bjork, you know it's time. It's Wednesday. It's high noon. High noon here on the AltaCast. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, who's joined by the lovely, wonderful, the intelligent Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth Wind. You're looking great. You're looking like a 70s goddess coming out of the... Like a 70s porn star. You're a 70s, well, goddess porn star. Same thing. Works out. I'm digging it. I'm digging the look. Thank you, man. The, the, I like the that glasses are great. Shirt. Thank you. Yeah, I tried Hardcore. to match today with very many skulls and uh, crazy things. What kind of mood are you in? Uh, things things are good. I had a. I actually woke up really early this morning because I was helping someone deal with their house. Come on, friend. This is my my cord is going in and out, so it's hard to. I, I, everything's falling apart at Mutiny Radio. Please give us your money. <laughs> Actually, things are really good. We had a fundraiser last Wednesday. Made two hundred and eighty-five dollars. Thanks for coming out to Asiento. Are you feeling better from last week? Oh gosh, yeah. I um, day quilled and night quilled. Feel much better. Day quilled, night quilled. I had a hot toddy the there. Yeah, it was lovely. Yeah. Thanks, Asiento, for. Uh, helping us out. That was amazing of them to donate 10% of the bar that night to us. And then we had a great raffle. People bought things and everything should be okay. Yeah, that, that was fun. On the happy tip, uh, our our heroin friend gave back all the money he stole. Yay. So, and then I got an email today that was like, uh, hey, so I want to do a show. And I'm like, uh-uh. remember when I said that you can be clean for six months? I know, you're proud of yourself. It's been eight days since you were arrested and thrown in jail so that you had to get clean and sober. But it's only been eight days. I said six months. Yeah, that's a half a year. The thing is that our society moves so fast now, and it's really unfortunate because we're we're teaching our children terrible things. You know, that things move so fast and that everything should come right now. Everybody's right now, right now, right now, need it right now. There's no more patience. There's no more, you know, whatever happened to discipline and working at things for a long period of time getting good at them or like sobriety sobriety is a practice just like anything else so so anyways it's a lifestyle change it's a lifestyle change so it's going to take more than eight days i just i'm so bummed out with people sometimes in the reality that we live in because society is giving us cues to how we're supposed to live our lives and i don't agree right now with uh Everyone has a computer in their pocket. Hey, everybody, you have a computer in your... I don't have a computer in my pocket, but everyone else does. It's a fucking computer in your pocket. Know what it is. Like, they just take it for granted. And no kids aren't learning anything anymore. They don't have to memorize anything because it's all just just in there. I will definitely tell tell you that it's a blessing and a curse. Like, we were talking about this at the dinner table last night. And yes... We do have dinners at the dinner table. Oh, that's so nice. Um, and I talked about, like, I have to turn my phone in today and get it fixed. Right. And it takes an hour. And I'm just joking around, like, oh, my God, what am I going to do without my phone for, for an, an hour? hour? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you be okay. Be, no one will be able to get in touch yeah, with no me. Yeah, no one will know who you are. And it's just an hour. But I wasn't really freaking out. But it was just so funny. The conversation rolled into how attached we are to our electronic device. Yeah, and how we can't go on like life stops yeah life stops first world problems well I know and I even have a dumb phone but if I'm without it for you know a full day like if I if I leave it at home 
I mean, that's a challenge. I, you know, we should challenge each other. I can't. I don't know if I can do it. Um, I definitely can't do it for the next couple of days because Jonathan's going to be out of town. So I'm sure he's going to be texting me and calling me. And if I didn't answer back, he would be like, "What's going? What's going on out there?" Yeah, it's not like you have a landline anymore. I mean, who really has a landline? And then emails too. You know, so. Because you can check emails on your phone. Sure you can. Yeah. Oh, but not people at Mutiny Radio because they never check their emails. Hey, if anybody from Mutiny Radio is listening to this, I put out the code changes, and then I wrote six different emails, three on Facebook, three on the Mutiny website, telling you, hey, if you haven't gotten the codes yet, text me. Seven shows have texted me three minutes before their show starts, frantic about not knowing the codes. Hey, assholes, read the fucking email. Three minutes? Three minutes before their show. It'll be like 5.57 and they text me, what's the new codes? I'm like, you irresponsible pile of shit. I told you that, I to- first I told you, then I told you again six different times in two different places. And then it's my fault because you're an irresponsible bag of dog shit? This, this is, is really, not me. This is you. This is rolling into what you just talked about with the patience and the, the discipline, discipline factor. Yeah. That rolls into that. Like you don't, Three minutes before a show, you don't, you don't, you make sure everything is cool and set by right. the time you have your show. Yeah. You would know you used to do that for a living. <laughs> you know, you don't wait to the last fucking minute because that's irresponsible on your end. Poji, Poji. Oh, dumb Poggy. face. Dumb face. Dumb face. Steve Poji, old Poggy. dumb face. Or is he old Zen master now? Here he is. Here he is. Hey, it's I old. thought you were going to call, just pick up and be like, hey, Mutiny Radio, and I could be like, it's time to get ready to dump face. Oh, no. I, it, it, now we have, a, we have a caller ID on our landline phone, so it says, it said Steve Poggi on it. Oh, sucks to be Gail. I know, right? I wasn't going to answer. I wasn't going to answer because I, but then I saw it with Steve Poggi because I was like watching it ring and I'm like, oh God, it's now she's moved to some old folks home. So it says like, you know, senior center or something. And I'm like, right. okay, thank it God. I don't have to talk to her. The end is nigh. The end is nigh. <laughs> Absolutely. How are you doing, old dumb face? What's up? I'm good. I was, I was calling, I wanted to call you guys today with some stories of some good old fashioned St. Louis racism. Oh, St. Louis rape? Yeah. Racism. Oh, racism. I thought By you said the rape. way, uh, I was just just reading that the NAACP had to put out a warning, warning minorities who are entering the state of Missouri. A what? Oh, dude, it has gotten awesome yeah. shame. It's sad. I'll let you tell it, Steve. You're there. Well, uh, the first one, this one's real, just kind of soft. Uh, it was on the news channel, and it had to deal with uh, Michael Brown. Oh, um, yes. So in case you've been living under a rock or you just don't like politics and racism, uh, Michael Brown was shot and killed by a police officer in kind of what was like the kickoff event, uh, to, like where people were like, all right, we've had enough kind of shit. The new um, civil rights movement. <laughs> right. And so the newspaper was running a story uh, because... What happened was, is after the shooting, like, one of the first acts of, like, defiant protest was they fucked up a quick trip. Like, a mob of, peop- mob of people uh, broke into a quick trip, burned it down, yep. uh, and went crazy. So, Berkeley on Road. the news, they were like, I'm standing here in Ferguson, Missouri, at the tragedy site where the quick trip was burned down. <laughs> tragedy site. 
Yeah, like they didn't want to be like, you know, where a young black man was killed or a police officer had to leave the department. The tragedy was we lost a quick trip. Right. Uh, which is a gas station, if you don't know. Full of a lot of uh, garbage stuff. Yeah, so they, they turned it into a community center where people can come together and talk about their issues. Because Quick Trip was like, we're not rebuilding shit in that neighborhood again. We gave you guys a chance and you burnt us to a ground. <laughs> I, I used to go to that Quick Trip too. <laughs> I know. Quick Trips are great, especially when you're on the road because they have high uh, like regulations for their bathrooms. Like oh, they yeah. They have to be super, super clean. They're very clean. And you get your so, big-ass soda there. If you gotta if you gotta push out some brown pickles, you want to hit quick trip if you're on the road. <laughs> True. Now, the second more blatant uh, act of racism is I saw online that they were doing a free seminar to learn about online marketing, and I was like, okay, realistically, nothing in life is free, so they're probably going to give you a speech with some bullet points, try to get you to buy a book or something, right? Uh, but I was like, I can go there, write down the bullet points, and then just research it more intensively online through Google. So I signed up for this thing, and I went there. And uh, when they were bringing everyone in, they were like, there's very limited seating. So walk down the center row, and walk to the right, and then you know go all the way down to the first available seat and sit there. And they had problems because it was a lot of like older white women that were like, I make jewelry, and I sell it on Facebook. <laughs> And uh, they kept having gaps in seats because they didn't want to sit by the black women that were there. What? Yeah, so they had to be like, ma'am, I need you to move down. I need you to move down. Ew. And they were just like, I think I'm fine right here. I th- I know I'm pretty good just right here. Oh, my I goodness. Didn't even want to sit next to them, right? Black cooties. It's a what? new thing. What decade are we in, man? Mm-hmm. I know. Well, this, no, this was taking place in Chesterfield. Oh, which is like the okay. What's Chesterfield? Place. Dumb, Ch- dumb Ch- Pam doesn't okay. know Chesterfield. Chesterfield, like the San Francisco equivalent of like the marina. Yeah, it's oh, like the Richie fancy area. Okay, yeah, okay. it's uppity and whiny. That's gotcha. where the wealthy people. That well, the Jews live in Ladue. That's where it's wealthy too. So right. and so they don't. They open like up with people. talking about how like this seminar that you're about to listen to is really helpful. If you like that, you can fly down to Tucson, Arizona and take our home business workshop where we will teach you, you know, how to do home business stuff. Right. And uh, they're like, we have all these speakers, and this guy was on Shark Tank, and he sold all these products and all this other stuff. It turns out to be a whole scam. Basically, it was a bunch of brainwashing, like, how do you become successful? Well, you find a mentor. You find a millionaire who's made a bunch of money to teach you how to do stuff. <laughs> and, oh, guess what? If you go to Tucson, there's a millionaire there oh, who's no. going to talk to you and teach you how to do stuff. Wow. But uh, it, was, it was really heavy on, like, the brainwashing and shit. It sounds like and a they cult. Didn't give you, yeah. They didn't give you any marketing advice. All they told you was about affiliate marketing, which is someone goes from your website through a link, goes to another website, buy something, and then you get a commission off of that. It's almost like a digital pyramid scheme. Right. Well, that's the thing is it's, I bet brainwashing stuff usually is pyramid scheme Yeah. Yeah. Sure. But I mean, I'm not, I'm not being brainwashed because I see all of his, like, all of his verbal cues and all the hoops he's trying, you know, raise your hand if you want happiness. Raise your hand if you want financial freedom. Was this Landmark? What did you go to? No, it was called, like, Mobile Business 
education or some shit like gotcha. that. Gotcha. It's like it's kind of like landmark or like those self help things. My ex husband was uh, up late one night and he bought one of those things that you buy late night off the TV. That's like make a million dollars a month from home by following these simple steps. And if sucker, if you don't make your money, then we'll give you your money back. And he got it and he's like, this is stupid. And he sent it back and they wouldn't give him his money. And I was like, you're dumb. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's all, well, everyone wants to get rich quickly and easily. And it's just, it's, it doesn't, that's not how it happens. Well, it, it builds and it builds and he's telling you all this wonderful stuff and how you can make all this money. One of the big brainwashing phrases, don't ask how much money it costs. Ask how much money you can make off of this. And oh, so then boy. he does the big reveal and to go to Tucson without airfare and hotel, just for the seminars for like two days, oh, Lord. it's $937. That's actually not that expensive. It sounds like Trump University. That was, <laughs> that was thousands of dollars and that would, oh, they would do the is, same thing. The f- right, but it's We're, the same thing. We got liquor for a dollar. <laughs> right, so $900 is a lot of money. a lot of drinks to win. Yeah. Wow. But then, he goes, but then the big picture's like, now go to the back now and sign up. I, you know, I'm all about people and business taking action. Go now. Sign up now. And it's like people start, like, talking to each other, and there's kind of murmuring. doesn't phase the fucking speaker at all. He's just heading to the back. And I look in the back, and there's a bunch of jabronis in suits back there waiting to business you. He's, he's like, we'll, we'll give you a deduction if you go right now. I reward people to take action that want to get involved. And this group of black women, you know, they were kind of like, man, fuck this. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> They got up. They didn't like say anything. They just got up, and uh, I was like, "They're not going to sign up. They've got to be leaving." Because I was trying to leave, but I was worried about being rude. Like, and so they go out the door, and you can hear the door close. And he's go to the back now. Come on, people, get out there. This is a great investment. And he goes, "I know you hear some people leaving. Okay, that's okay. People are leaving. Those are probably the same people that are out there marching and protesting for no reason at all. <gasps> They've got nothing better to do." And I was like, holy what? shit. What? Dude, but that's what those rich, white, Chesterfield women wanted to hear. They wow. started getting them like, oh, yeah, I'm not protesting. I'll sign up. Oh, wow. So then I'm, I'm like, all right, I've had enough of this. I'm going to, I'm bouncing out. And so I get up to leave, and one of the guys in like a, this blue, shoot with a blue suit with boat shoes, he was like, oh, hey, Steve, because they give you a name tag. Mm. So they can, like, act like they're your friend. And uh, I'm like, hey, man, and I'm walking fast, and he goes to shake my hand. I'm like, hey, man, thanks a lot. And he grabs my hand, and he kind of pulls me in closer to him. And so I'm like, fuck this. So I get right up on him, and I take my hand, and I put it in the small of his back and pull him real tight in. Like, bring it in, tiger. And he's like, whoa, hey, Steve. I'm like, I'm just looking for that good opportunity. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You are hilarious. He's like, oh, oh, well, yeah. And I'm like, i got to take a piss. I'll be right back. And I'm like, and then I just got outside and smoked a cigarette. So you didn't have to pay for this, right? No, I didn't have to pay for anything. Okay. And so like, this was like a, this is basically a, ta- a business timeshare. So basically what they do is they get you in a room. The difference with the timeshare, though, is at least they give you something for free. They're like, hey, come to the timeshare. We're going to give you a weekend here. And you have to sit and listen to them brainwash you for three hours. And you've got to try not to give them the $400 for the down payment for the two weeks that you deserve to have every year in Hawaii. you got to say no. And but uh, if it was free, then you just got a great joke well, out of it. So that's good. The moral to the story is some people are woke and some are still asleep. Oh yeah. <laughs> Meaning the no. fact that it only took 
something so ignorant and insensitive for him to share or to sell for he, for him for those silly ass white ladies to be like oh he speaks my language right you're right. talking on my level oh boy. i'm not around them but yeah i'll totally judge them these well, these they right they didn't yeah. want to sit next to the black ladies and you saw this oh, firsthand yeah. that's amazing i was there well it was funny to like witness like the group mentality because i haven't been in like a group class thing like that in years but right. like you know, it was they they gave everyone like a notepad and like a pen so you could take notes. Right on and, the nothing. Uh, they were saying nothing, but you can take notes on nothing. <laughs> exactly. Good. But I noticed like every time I would write something down because I'm writing down like you know premises for jokes. Right. The people next to me were like looking at my notes like, oh, was there something important that I missed? <laughs> and then so I started writing down just bullshit like, man, my dick's really burning. I need to get oatmeal. Wow. And these guys would I need to get over there my pad. I, uh, uh, old dumb face. So where did you, where did, where did you sit? <laughs> were you in the middle? Uh, or I, you in the, down, I sat next to, uh, like, it was like an old white couple uh, who, like, they were, like, the classic, like, impatient old white people with, like, there's a line of people to walk in, and then they just, like, walked around the line and then walked up to, like, the aisle and just walked right in front of everybody. And they were, but I mean... They were super old, so they're like, we don't have a lot of time left to live. Hurry up and get out of our way. Uh, how many people were in the room total, would you say? How many people were they trying uh, to brainwash? I would say probably like 120. Wow. You know what? Yeah. I'm fucking pissed off because I can't get 30 people to come to a fucking comedy show and they've got 120 rubes in a room that they're going to listen to nothing. How long was the presentation? Uh, it was about shit. Uh, they wanted to stay 90 minutes. Oh, my God. An hour and a half they all sat through, and they can't spend... F I can't get 30 people in here for comedy, and you can get 120 ass wipes in a fucking room because they believe they're going to make money someday. I'm more mad about the fact they, exactly. didn't want to, they didn't basically want any black folks up in there. The well, nobody wants black people to make money, LaToya. Have you not been listening that. to yourself the whole time? They're trying to, I know that. They're trying I, to keep the brown me, people po. I, I wear the skin oh, every we, day. I'll, I'll brown people... Uh, they told us to obviously turn our cell phones off, put everything on silent. During the presentation, four cell phones went off and rang. What would you guess the ratio from white people to black people is for the four cell phone rings? All four black. Latoya? <laughs> um, I'm going to say white people. It was all four white people? Oh. Yeah, all four. Which okay, was it? it was definitely all four black people. Yeah, I, they, they I, didn't. They didn't give a fuck. They were answering their phone and shit. Like, what you doing? Yeah, no that's way. awesome. No, no. Yeah. Like, it's 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 funny to me, and and I don't want to be stereotypical See? of a specific. I'm just gonna say when the same people that have a similar appearance do the same thing over and over, it becomes a thing. So, why do black people? by and large, have their cell phone on speakerphone on the bus. Like, fine, if you're going to talk on the bus, that's fine. But I, I got to hear know. both. I, I, have to talk, I have to listen those, to both sides of the conversation. Those are folks. Those are niggas. Okay. There's a difference, okay? <laughs> those are different. Just like there's white people and then there's crackers. Right, right, right. Right. Fair enough. No, no. 
I don't like that shit. I don't a lot like of shit anyone with any kind of damn sense don't like that shit. Yeah, it's true. I mean, like, I don't want to hear your goddamn conversation. Yeah. And just, this is why I don't see there are black people like me that feel the same way that I do about certain niggas and the <laughs> fact of the matter, like we don't like to go to the movie theater if it's all black sometimes. You know why? Who's gonna be talking? Who's gonna be talking? Right. Who's gonna well, be talking? I, here's what I think. I think it's because But Italian women do that shit too. Well, a lot of it, I think, has to deal with the fact of, like, a, like if there's a lot of like racial subtleties, uh, like how I was talking about the way they were describing the Quick Trip Memorial thing, regardless yeah. of the fact that like somebody died. So I think it gets to a point to where, if you're listening to that shit all the time, it's gonna drive you nuts. So you develop almost like a blanket way of not listening to shit like that or not listening to like detailed parts of the conversation, just getting the general gist, and then doing whatever the fuck you want to do. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, unfortunately, it's us black folks that get that negative stereotype about that. But the, here's the other thing. I've seen some white people do some really silly, y'all have your own versions of like stupid shit white people do. Oh, dude, go to Walmart. It's yeah. <laughs> white people. You know, even go to the marina. That's why I have the marina tales, because stu it's about, white people doing stupid and shit and saying stuff. I'm like, do you well, really think that dude, was a we have signs around Missouri that are like, hey, don't leave your kids in the car. It's hot out there. <gasps> no. Yeah, it's like, hey, where's baby? No. Don't forget to take your kid out of the car. When you walk into Walmart, there's honestly no. got a sign that's like, hey, you didn't leave your kids in the car, did you? No. <laughs> white people keep Are, burning their but, kids okay so I thought I've been complaining this week about people in San Francisco that are dumb just dumb people just dumb but not not even dumb just just not aware of themselves in space you know aloof like, but not even aloof like walking out a door and not looking left and right just walking blindly into the street while looking at their phone oh yeah that's like stuff like die. that or just people not feeling themselves in a space or, or, or not being intelligent and that they don't know how to write. I've been reading uh, some notes and I, I see their grammar and I'm like, is everyone here uh, partially retarded? And, and, but that's the thing is we're like 15 times smarter than people in Missouri. Like this, I'm, I'm asking right now, because if you're going to leave your kid in a car, how, how not, to, are they all on meth? Are they just not paying attention? Or is there no critical thought? Do they know how to read? Like, these are my questions. I, I, well, here's what I would say. I would say that uh, it's just that you notice bad behavior more because it inconveniences you. Mm. Think about how many people you walk around every day that you don't even think about because they're not doing anything to stand out or they're not right. being rude or they're not being overly polite. They're just out there, you know, doing their own deal. It's almost like they're invisible then. Right. But if you walk out and then, you know, there's two people that just, you know, don't pay attention to the crosswalk and they just walk out in the street and almost get hit. You're like, man, there's a lot of dumb motherfuckers around. This happened twice today. Yeah. Right. Well, I see people doing that Being too. Being aware of your surroundings is a big issue here. Right. Because everyone's know? looking at their phone. Is yeah. everyone looking at their phone out there too? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Oh, they, no. I, they lowered some of the speed limits out here. Because these dumbasses were trying to text and drive and just destroying their cars. <laughs> That's my state. Yeah, text and drive. Like, just, like, like on a straightaway, you hit traffic, and you're like, what the fuck? We never have traffic. What's going on? And then you get up there, and a car's, like, upside down. 
And it's like, how did you get upside down? <laughs> what about what about voice? Why can't they do voice to text recognition? It's very easy. You just pick oh, the phone up and you go. All the old people do that shit. All the old people fucking nonstop. You, you just hear people talking into their phone. Hey, how's it going? Period. It's good to see you. Period. Like. <sighs> My, my my state is stupid. I've been trying not to hate people, and especially this week. So Latoya was here last week when we were. I, I watched that stupid movie, The Secret. Steve, have you seen it? Oh yeah, dude, okay. that shit works. It man. totally works. I'm glad you said so because here's the thing, Latoya. Remember last week I said I want to lose five pounds. I did it, and I didn't do anything. All I did was okay. So when I watch The Secret, and they're like, pick something easy, pick something stupid, and it'll totally happen. And I said last week, you know, gosh, I've got this new little fat overhang, and I hate it. I just really need to lose this five pounds. And so I started thinking myself, like they said, you're already thin, you've already lost the weight, you've already, it's already, and I got my gratitude rock, I have my gratitude rock with me, and uh, and I was, I have, instead of focusing on the things that people haven't been doing for me, I started focusing on the things that people were doing, and it changed everything. I've, like, I've been getting t- like money this week for the station, all these crazy new things. And, oh, wow. And then like, I actually, because I started doing it, I started like, t- I started tensing my core. Like every time I was like, oh, so I actually lost five pounds by just like riding the bus, but being aware of my stomach muscles, basically. By like oh, doing dude. sit-ups, by not doing sit-ups, just like kind of tightening my core, I've lost five pounds. I, I wrote I a joke now. about that and that, uh, like the, the secret does work because it's on Netflix. If you're, that's why you're I know shaping everybody's life. Thank you, Netflix. Dude, I so my thing was is like I'm gonna win the Powerball. I am going to win the Powerball. I feel like I'm winning the Powerball. You're I'm winning going the, to Powerball. Win the Powerball. Yeah. I bought a lottery ticket. Sure enough, I won the Powerball. Are you fucking no kidding? No other numbers, just the Powerball. So you have to be very literal with your fucking dreams. You have to be like, I want to win. How all much did the you win? How much you win? It was like four bucks. Oh, okay. <laughs> but no, exactly. Something small. Something small. But you have to be very, yeah, very literal. And I, I've, I've lost five pounds. It's crazy. Shit. But yeah. I've also just been really positive. Like, I've been in a really good mood and people have been, like, commenting on it. They're like, gosh, you're in a, if you listen to this Monday's Joke Workshop, I'm in, like, the best mood. And everyone's like, what's going on with you? And I'm like, the secret, it works. And I was... <laughs> <laughs> And this whole week, I'm, and I keep calling it that stupid movie. I'm like, okay, but it totally works, that stupid movie. I mean, it's only been a week. And so the gratitude rock is really helpful, though, because it's just a shift in perspective. Where did you get your gratitude rock? I found it, and I was like, this is my gratitude rock. And so I put it in my pocket, and every time I think about it or feel it, I think something nice. I think about something that's either nice about myself or about something that somebody's done for me or something that I've done for myself, and I like sort of give gratitude to it and and acknowledge it or whatever and it's been really nice because usually I have these uh, perseverating cycling thoughts about what an asshole I am and all the mistakes that I made and how I like said something stupid or did something dumb or and yeah because especially when I get high I get all introspective and I'm like oh fuck and so oh yeah I start thinking about like, oh, was I inappropriate or what did I do? Did I drink too much? Oh, I forgot what I said. Did I do? Uh, I'm a terrible. And then I start into the, I'm a terrible comedian. I'm, what am I doing? I'll never be anything. And, and, and then those thoughts cycle down and I'm like, then I think, oh, I'm not working hard enough at the station or I don't have enough shows or all these people hate me or whatever. So those are the thoughts that I, I've been having for, you know, my entire life. Like, and so. Sure. 
and usually when I smoke pot, sometimes it, it shifts it. But now it's like I've realized I can shift it myself. And by watching that movie, I was like, and it's so crazy because I've always been this person that's like, Steve's seen me got, get, get mad. Have you seen me get angry? Uh, yeah. You've seen oh, yeah. me. I've you've seen, seen me here rant, yeah. but Steve's seen me like in real life be pissed at people. Like I've he's heard me. Outside, mad at people. You've, you've seen me. When, when we used to bottle um, the tink here, and I, there were times when I'd go off, like fall off the deep end, and it's really scary. I think for other people when I get in this state or whatever. But I'd always, my excuse has always been, well, that's just who I am, and that's just what happens, and I can't control that because I've always been like that. But it's such a cop out. Oh yeah, when those lesbians bumped you from that show, oh. you were fucking uh. fire. I was, I, yeah, I was insane. I couldn't let it go either. But, and that's the thing is that how I can choose and it, the, the movie, I mean, I know that it's true, but the movie like made that happen. I'm the only one that can choose how I react to things. Now I am super emotional and I do like cry all the time. And if I let that happen, that's fine. It's kind of hard to stop if I start doing that, but it's only because I'm just so overwhelmed and I'm reacting. But then the thing is, I can not get so overwhelmed. Like there are ways to maybe stop myself before I get to the place where I'm so overwhelmed because I can shift my perspective before I get so stressed out. And it happens. Like I get, you know, I get so stressed out sometimes that I, but I'm the one that stresses myself out. So this is something I realized from that well, movie. Well, that's the thing is you, you, you know, you're in control of yourself, but you're not always in control of your thoughts. I think they even talk about that in The Secret, where you get a bunch of thoughts. They're always just kind of drifting into your head, whether they're happy thoughts or negative thoughts. So what I would always do is, like, I'd get a negative thought of, like, man, I'm not going to get booked anywhere. This is total bullshit. I should quit. And then I'd be like, I reject that thought. Uh. I did not accept that thought. I reject it. And yeah. it, it, seemed to, it seemed to work. The other thing, oddly enough, in this crazy seminar that I went to with all this bullshit going on, you know, it was one of the things they said that, like, they list off things that, like, successful people do. Like, they, out of the whole 90-minute thing, there was probably about 10 minutes of stuff that was good as far as, like, Yikes. you know, you, the first step in doing anything is just take action. Action breeds confidence. It defeats fear, uh, stuff like that. But one thing they said that kind of threw me off was they're like, you know, it's one thing that all these multi-millionaire Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, like all the super rich, crazy people do, is for every single day for 10 minutes, they just meditate. Ah, uh, yeah. And so it's like, you know, meditation's so good, even the soulless, racist cockbags are doing it. <laughs> I thought that meditation was for the damn hippies. Well, and I used to make fun of meditation because I'd be like... And especially when I, I first, I've known, you know, I've been known burners or whatever, but I've, people have said, oh, meditation, this, and Pam, maybe you should meditate. And I'm like, fuck you. I'm not, <laughs> 20 minutes, 20 minutes, I could get some shit done. Like I can get sure. tons of shit done in 20 minutes. And, but See, that's the, the wrong perspective. The man don't want you to meditate because the man don't want you to be in power of yourself. Right. Right. He wants you to obey and get out there and, <laughs> Pete, preach. Be. Preach, brother. But but meditation actually, I've been it, I kind of doing it on the bus. But it's just, and there's there's the way I try to do it is I try to think of inside my I try to think of inside my head as like an area of space that there's like a donut sort of where, but it's a waterfall donut. It's like I'm pouring myself into the hole, which is myself, but the hole that you're pouring into keeps going around. So it's kind of like like donuts around a well or something, but the well has 
has a no bottom and so it keeps circling around. Does this make sense? So I try to like <laughs> I try to think of like flowing into this this whole this blackness, but then all that is coming back around like you that take flowing out thing. Of your body. Well, I just but I just close my eyes. Yeah, I just but that's what I think. I think of nothing. I think of nothing Whoa. except this sort of flowing. See, thing happening. See, like there's a me, there's a lot of YouTube videos you can listen to uh, that are just like power, like affirmation things. Like they just kind of give you directions, so you don't have to think, you don't have to do anything. You just kind of respond to what they tell you to do. And the reason why I like it is, it's like whatever you're you're around is what you're doing. If you're in comedy, you're going to be around comics. If you're skateboarding, you're going to be around people that skateboard. So it's like, it's kind of like the product of your own environment. So if you're constantly listening to somebody telling you powerful, positive things, you're going to attract more positive things. You know, for me, it's like with meditation, it's hard for me to do it at home or what have you. Like usually when I like to do it, I have to be outside, Hmm. you know, it's because I think it's just like, I'm so used to things distracting me. And when I'm, but my, but my, also my form of meditation is I run. Oh wow! Okay. So and the thing yeah. is, I, I when I go running, I get into my head. Yeah, it's meditative, definitely. You know, running that's from why the police. I, what was that? Running from the police. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that before. Stereotyping. But, but the thing is, that's why I don't like to run with people or anyone else. I just like to be by I, myself. I agree with that. It's hard to run with people because it's hard to a have a conversation. And if you were having a conversation, then you should be running faster. Because if you have enough breath to have a conversation with somebody, <laughs> then you ain't running fast enough. You could run way faster. You could work way harder. You could be doing better. If you, I used to run cross country. So that's what my coach always used to tell me. Yeah. He'd be like, Pam, shut the fuck up. Why you got to talk to everybody? while you're running and I was like I don't know I'm trying to psych everybody out and he's like if you have the ability to talk then you are not running fast enough you know and I also do yoga too which really helps you know with meditating Hell so that, yeah. that that helps but with running to me I, I just like it because I'm all in my head and I start with like okay things that I'm going to do today and then I get that's when I start getting into my zone where I start to forget about that and yeah. I have to be by myself. And, you know, I, though I may have music in my ears, it's just a figment <coughs> of sound a little bit, but I'm all right. in my head. If, I think I'm, I'm, I guess it feels like I'm at my calmest. Well, now you're going to watch The Secret and you're going to be on board with Steve and I. <laughs> Me and Steve, I'm you, dude. Man. My friends were into that when it first came out years ago, <laughs> and like they would like my friends were just like they were just like you guys talking yeah. about it, and I'm still like you know seven years later like I've I've been missing. Oh, I like didn't watch it on purpose that seven years ago with all that Oprah bullshit because I was like, of course the power of attraction works, you assholes. Whatever, shut the fuck up. You know, I didn't watch it because I was, was like, okay. I'm not because everyone was like, this is so real, and I was like, fuck you. <laughs> But now, and still I sort of am, but I'm like, oh, it actually works. Okay, so speaking of Netflix shaping our lives, have you watched the Stan Romachek thing, Steve? Have you watched it? Have you seen the aliens? Have you seen the fucking aliens? Oh, God. Is that where the fuck the guy's like, he's writing down formulas? Yeah. The, the aliens gave him the formulas. He's never read the formulas. And the formulas are real. The formulas are real. What is this? Okay. I would, listen, I was into it. Until that fake-ass alien popped up in the window. Uh, that's real! It's real! It gives me... It's still... Every time I've seen it, it gives me chills. I can't stop watching it. And every time I see the aliens, that I, they are real. Grandpa Gray and the guy in the window? Absolutely, I believe. 100%. Because I believe Stan. Dude, I made Pete and Poji, and I know how to make fucking fake And Jonathan said the that same thing. the easiest thing. 
Jonathan said the same guy, thing, but... He just went on trial for child molestation. Who did? But no, that was because... And that's that... If you've seen what it did, they, they implanted that onto his computer. There was a virus, and there's all these people they've done that to. The CIA has a virus they can put on your computer that puts child porn in it so that they can fuck with you. They are, everyone is fucking with him. That's just another one of the high strangers. It's a documentary okay. about Stan, and he... Here's the thing, Steve. This is why I believe, and this is why I believe in those aliens, and those aliens are real, and they gave me fucking chills, and all of it is that I believe Stan. I watched him talk. I saw him. He is being honest. You've got the psychiatrist who says he's being honest. You've got the physicist who Uh. says these are real. You've got all of these people. And then he speaks a lot. And either it is so, either he is the best actor, either he is the best actor that has ever existed. (laughs) I've had to watch a lot of people act and if an alien fucking pops up in your window while you're recording it, you're not going to go, oh, frick, what was that? No, <laughs> it was. Because <laughs> frick, oh, frick. You're going to be like, holy, honey, get the rifle. There's a fucking thing out here. We need to kill it and smell its blood. we got to kill this thing. we got to put it down. I'm going to fuck this thing up. Not, oh, frick. He oh, could, but he, oh, they disappear so quickly, I believe. Yeah, you're you're Jonathan, too. Away. Jonathan. <laughs> Jonathan and I argued. He hasn't. Jonathan hasn't seen the whole movie. I just showed him the, the visitors part, and he. We argued for like an hour before we went to sleep. And he's like, was, "Pam, I respect so your opinion, deep. but you're an idiot." Uh, you know, that here's is so here. bad. I can't believe you believe it. I believe. I don't know. I a hundred percent absolutely believe in the alien abductions and I believe in Stan and I believe that other people because I've got Chuck Weiss too Chuck Weiss I read his book I've talked to the man he's being honest this is a true thing it's real they've really been abducted all of these weird scars and these things that he didn't do it to himself either it's this huge elaborate ruse by the government to follow them and mess with their lives or some other person or there's some strange organization that really likes to fuck with people and if so who are they then that's a whole nother documentary. The thing is that something is happening and they're not creating it themselves and they're not just making it up. So either they're like... I I, I think he... Because here's the thing. The guy's main form of occupation was to travel around the country talking about UFOs. It is now. Like conferences. No, it was before. It was before? He's been doing this way before this. Look, there was a, there's something you can use. It's on YouTube. I don't think there's anything on Netflix. But uh, it's, I think it's called The Philadelphia Experiment. Wait, Jonathan talked about that. Project. Yeah, he said that one was way better, blah, blah, blah. Or the Arizona something, Phoenix. See, that one was the really Phoenix. good. They're talking about the whole plot was they were trying to make a warship invisible. And they were trying to do that by bending gamma rays around it to distort its perception. And apparently when they did this thing, this crazy-ass green gas, like fog came over the ship. The ship teleported like 20 miles up and then came back. And during that time, some of the sailors got infused into the bulkhead of the ship. Like some guys just went insane and started rambling. Some guys went insane and jumped off the ship. That was really cool until they bring on a guest speaker who is comfortable talking about this because he studied time-space relationship for the government. And in order to being, uh, to avoid being detected, he transferred his soul into a 15-year-old's body. What? Okay, that's where it gets wonky. 
That's what I'm saying. That's why I was like, dude, you guys have the best scam ever. And you fucking, you got greedy. You went too hardcore. It was like Batman Forever. Where you try to have Batman, Robin, and Batgirl. Right, yeah. Well, and the problem with that movie is that she'd gotten a little, Clueless had gotten a little too chunk bot on that one. (laughs) They they tried to stick her, they tried to, uh, they tried to make her like the, the sausage, Amy Schumer, they tried to stick her in a suit like a sausage and you could tell she was well, in her early was, 20s uh, pumping up. The, the other funny thing was uh, Val Kilmer when he played Batman. Oh, he was, oh. Ew, you're talking about I, the I, 1995 I, with Arnold. Yeah. Oh, man. That okay, that, so, okay, so here's the thing. Which is the worst of the Batmans? I'm going to say my favorite one is with Danny DeVito as the Penguin oh, because he is Batman a genius. Returns Batman Michelle Returns, Fife- yeah. Michelle that Pfeiffer. was still Michael Keaton, right? Yep. It's still Michael Keaton, yeah. 1989, 1992. Batman in one, and George Clooney plays Batman. Oh, well. that's right. Batman and Robin. So Batman was the original one with Michael Keaton. Yeah, that's the 1981 Batman Tim Burton, or 89. That's the uh, Tim Burton. Tim Burton did the Tim first Burton. two. Yeah, because he's a genius. Yeah, and then it was Without Batman and Robin, I think. No, no, it, it okay, goes. Okay, so here, goes, here's, here's how it starts. It goes. At first, it's number one, Batman the movie 1966. The dynamic Adam duo West. has Adam West. Uh, and then it goes Batman Return of the Cape Crusaders. That's 2016. That's then something 1989. Okay, here we go. 1989 Batman Dark Knight of Gotham City on his war, blah, blah, blah. Director Tim Burton. 92 Batman Returns. Still Tim Burton. That's the one I like with Danny DeVito. Then we've got Batman Forever 95. Joel Schumacher. Schumacher. Yeah, he That's the that Val one. Kilmer, Tommy Lee Jones, right, as Two Face, right? Correct. And uh, Jim Carrey. This was, I, I really liked this one too. I enjoyed Batman Forever. No. That was the one. Val Kilmer got a upset that Chris O'Donnell's Robin that uh, on the groin part of the costume he had a bigger bulge oh that's so yeah I remember had the that costume director do a bigger bulge on it wow uh, Batman and Robin was 97 with Arnold Schwarzenegger George Clooney Chris O'Donnell Uma Thurman Poison Ivy Batman Begins 2005 that's Christian Bale one. that's Chris yeah, Nolan that was, those were the yeah, best directed three, by Chris in my Nolan. opinion the one where Heath Ledger was the Joker is probably my all-time favorite. Okay, well, that's Knight. The Dark Knight 2008, also directed by yeah. Christopher Nolan, Christian Bale, Heath Ledger, Aaron Eckhart, Michael Caine, yes. And then it gets back to garbage. And then The Dark Knight Rises, which I haven't seen, with they, Christian Bale, Tom Hardy, Anne Hathaway, and Gary Oldham, eight years after The, the Joker's Tom Hardy reign. Bane in that, but the ending got a little fucking weird. Bane. I never saw, I never saw The Dark Knight Rises. It's stupid. Yeah, I do a joke about that. The, uh, I thought she was going to break my back like Bang did to Batman and say some cold ash. I am the League of Shadows. <laughs> See, I don't know. You know, the only, that ones that, the only ones that really matter to me because it's just my childhood and I remember going to go see it in the summer of like 89 is like the bat, the Tim Burton Batman with yeah. Jack Nicholson. Oh. As the Joker. Yes. I loved yeah. it, and I loved the 1992. I still say lines from the one with the penguin. I wouldn't touch you to scratch you. <laughs> or, and I always do this. Every time I come home, I always say, hi, honey, I'm home. Oh, I forgot. I'm not married. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's the... <laughs> every time. Yeah. Every time. I liked it when Danny DeVito dies and the penguins take him into the water. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, that was dope. It was. I I, I loved that his little hands his were hands. all fucked up, and that they were like, and all the weird circus motifs. It was with creepy and dude, weird. Dude, it was and, really creepy. Well, yeah, I mean, you know how dark that movie was. The when Danny DeVito's a baby, 
he eats the cat. He the eats the right, cat. Right, yeah. So they put him in a box and throw him into a river. It, exactly. I and love that one. It was all the penguin. <laughs> but you know what? Seeing that, I, I think that's why I like the Christopher Nolan ones, because they're dark. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the thing is, the Tim Burton ones had a little bit of funniness to it, but dark humor. Yeah. As for the Christopher Nolan ones are just straight up dark. So I do appreciate yeah. his versions, but I can't go for the Joel Schumacher shit. They just put a bunch of A-listers in that movie and said, here you go, here's some garbage. So here, right. we're, we're, since we're still talking about movies and Netflix shaping our lives, I wish that they'd put out all the Batman things on Netflix. That would be fun to watch them all. Uh, I've seen, I'm going to ask Pochi how many times he's watched it. Rogue One came out on Netflix last week. I've seen it four times. I've watched the DVD. I've, I've been, I've seen oh, you've been watching like the DVD. Okay. Yeah. Well, I've watched it but like you know four what? times. Here's some good Netflix recommendations for you. Uh, number one is Turbo Kid. Turbo Kid. It's, it's a post-apocalyptic world kind of a thing. And uh, it's this, about this kid who finds like this space armor. But it's super bloody and gruesome. It's like a fun like fake gory kind of movie oh, okay. i like that sounds uh, campy the second one is the beaver oh that was great the it. beaver I've, is great I've you're right it. the beaver is great that was fantastic and uh kubo oh i hate it kubo two strings film. boring i disagree with you, you on that one that jonathan so and i both turned it off we were so bored so bored. I haven't seen it. Oh, the art's so beautiful. The story is slow. It is boring as it is. <laughs> I disagree with him. And I love animation. What was that? I'm it sorry. It was all and, about the kid making his own story. I was on board. Well. Have you guys seen uh, mm-hmm. uh, Alja? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okja. Okja. Excuse me. Okja. Okja. That, yeah. was, that was a really good one. I think that was... That and um, what the health oh, yeah. documentary uh-huh, uh-huh. that uh, I told you I haven't eaten meat right. because of it. I'm not eating chicken anymore. Oh, you not? I'm just not. I after watching that, I realized that chicken's really bad, and I'm just I'm not going to eat chicken anymore. I'm I'm going to eat eggs that are free range from the farmers market, but I'm not going to eat chicken anymore. Like See, chicken nuggets, chicken. Too pretentiously vegan for me. Right. Was, but he was we got too that part. over the top. But, yeah, he was yeah. too over the top. But we what I'm saying that. is I don't want chicken on my salad. I just want a salad. You know what I mean? Or And I don't want to eat chicken wings anymore. I I just don't want to. I, I, I'm trying. I think I, I, I totally I'm agree with fish. the fact of like I saw the premise of the ending of like turning people vegan i got that yeah. and that first of all that's a process you know but for me the i still eat seafood and i'll have dairy but if one thing i could cut out is meat i'm willing to do that because i do believe the facts of like how meat cancer you know, can, yeah exactly yeah and i ain't well, gonna what the, oh, well, i'm sorry go ahead I, and the thing is it's just like you know i already i already drink enough right. i smoke pot right you know if I could cut one of the bad vices, which meat isn't a bad vice, but since kind I know... Kind of. Kind of it is. Well, yeah. Since I know how we treat our livestock... Absolutely. Why would I want to take that other chance mm-hmm. on that? So if I'm, I'm willing to sacrifice well, not having a juicy, rare burger... And, and here's the thing. There, that movie isn't necessarily for us because we're pretty woke here in San Francisco. But, right. But this is for... Basically, if people could just make a simple choice like don't eat fast food anymore. Oh, yeah. If I could Absolutely. put out to the universe, Jonathan Moore, just never, once a month, you're allowed to eat once a month, whatever no, gross thing you want, 
hopefully in and out because it's the best, but once a month. No more of these KFC Popeye days, not every day. None of these jack-in-the-box, Taco Bell bullshit. Just cutting out fast food would be enough to change because that's the cheap meat, right? Absolutely. Now, the things that I'll eat are fish from a fish guy. The, I know the my I've got three fish places that I love. And so I'll eat that. And then I'll eat goat because the goat that I'm eating is like from a farm. It's not like a factory goat. It's like a fucking goat that I see the half a goat get brought in or whatever. So, you know, I'm going to... And I'll eat eggs from free-range chicken. So I'm just trying to be more responsible about where I'm sourcing my meat from and deciding that I want to eat better meats as opposed... So I want quality over quantity. And part of the quality for me is the quality of the life of the animal. So halal butchers... I'll even probably still eat chicken from my halal butcher, but only from him because I know they kill those chickens and the chicken is so fresh and... There were, they were nice to those chickens. Right, and it, it, that starts the process of the fact of respecting what you put into your body, which yeah. that's what I got out of it, sure. you know, because the thing is, we know we live in a toxic society and we know we live in a polluted society and our, everything that we touch and we eat and what we do is toxic. Yeah. And the worst thing to do is put more toxicity, toxicity, I can never say that word, um, into your system, yeah. you know, and the fact that people do live off fast food and do yeah. live off these processed foods. Which is why they have diabetes and they're fat. And they're like, I don't know why I'm so fat. And I'm like, make a food journal, write it down and see, <laughs> see how much, how many crappy burgers you ate. Uh, how, how's your salad? How's your salad days going? You still working at the deli, getting your cheap salads? Uh, no, I've been on the road, so I was kind of eating kind of garbagey food. You've been on the road. What were you do? Oh, that's right. You were selling yeah. your toys. I was, no, I was in uh, Oklahoma City. I had a, I had my final headliner audition oh. for the club. How'd it go? So it went really, really it went really well. I, uh, I actually, I'm, I'm headlining the uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Cool. Congratulations! Yay! Which uh, I'm pumped about because usually that's for comedy. That's a pretty good weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, everyone's in town. Everyone's. Yeah, everyone's in town, and then it's like, well, what should we do? Oh, I don't know. Let's go to the comedy show. Well, you know what, so, old dumb face? You're in the perfect place of Oklahoma. You got some reservation jokes on hand for Thanksgiving. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you. And you know what's funny, though, is when we were driving down there, I, it was my buddy Gabe Kia. He's Canadian. He's my buddy. Hey? <laughs> and uh, when we were driving down there, we passed a semi-truck that was loaded with just chickens in cages. Oh, yeah. And I sat there, and then I just looked at these fat, dumb birds <laughs> with the wind blowing on their feathers and ruffling their faces, and I was like, oh, man. Like, they're, they're going to go, they're going to KFC or somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, their parts are going to be used for everything. Well, and, and, they're, and they're so smart now because they buy different parts of the chicken. They take the, you know, some people are buying the wings for KFC or Popeye's the legs or the breast but then they take anything they debone they just take those carcasses and they stick them into the blender and then they extrude the pink stuff that they they then make chicken nuggets out of yeah Yeah. all the nuggets so many nuggets you know so many nuggets that's why like I I had to stop eating that like Popeye's like I used Mm. to love Popeye's when I was younger and I started to get sick. Oh. Because yeah. I guess my body was starting to reject whatever kind of meat they were well, using. Well, it's right? probably the hormones that they... The, the problem is that they put the chickens in cages so small um, and they can't they move really around small. that they get like, they sick. They just sit 
sit there. They were just sitting there in these cages. They couldn't walk. Right. And they, they get they get shit. sick because they're so close together because they're shitting on each other and pissing right. and all this stuff. And so then they have to give them all antibiotics to make sure that they don't get sick or whatever. So when you eat an animal that had antibiotics, you're eating yeah. antibiotics. Yeah, exactly. And we yeah. wonder why. I mean, it's just, we, we blind ourselves. It's that critical thought thing. It's keeping our people dumb. It's one of the most simple concepts, just being a human. Like, how am I alive? I put things into my mouth. I put air into my mouth that goes into my lungs. The quality of the air is what I'm breathing, which is what is making my body work. I put food into my mouth and it, it makes my body work. And then I poop it out and it's energy and fuel. And that we've trained people to be completely disconnected from what they're putting into their bodies, having any meaning as to what's happening with their bodies. You know how, to, how well, all that, you know how all that ties into like climate change and stuff, and you know. Oh yeah, what, too. We don't even notice. We're like, oh, is it getting hotter? <laughs> you know, but even See, just would, with what we eat. I would eat. argue that people people are dumb. Okay, when you get used <laughs> to doing something, it's hard to change habits or to break your habits. Right? They say it takes like thirty days for your brain to rework itself in order to avoid a habit. And the problem is, is when you get, especially like, like what people don't realize is a lot of people are comfortable and familiar and they want to keep that things that way. Like that's why some people live in a small town in Oklahoma and they never go outside of that town because they're just fine doing what they do. So then it comes out, oh, hey, we did some research and it turns out this is like really, really bad for you. Well, all of a sudden you have all these people that are making money off of people that are subscribing to their thing. So now they don't want to, they don't want to lose out. Like you can't, oh, hey, this is really bad for you. We should get rid of it. Now this company's bankrupt and these people lose jobs. So instead of losing everything, they're like, well, let's just buy a couple scientists to say, no, 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 that's bullshit. You're fine. You're fine. Well, it's the same thing. It's, that's exactly what's been happening with the oil industry since the seventies. I mean, we know that taking oil out of the ground and putting it and combusting it into cars is not good for the environment. We know this. And yet, and we have had the ability to have solar cars and have cars and have an entire, but our economy is so based, it's an oil-based economy. So we can't move all to solar and electric cars because then Chevron loses out, you know, and all these other industries. That's what's been happening um, since the 70s. But, but in some countries, like in the UK, um, uh, Petrom will be outlawed in uh, the UK in 2060. So they're, what they're trying to do right now, and, especially, and they're doing it in India too, um, is they're trying to move everyone to electric as quick as possible right um and that's what the uk just uh came up with this like by 2060 every car 2060 60 oh, okay um i mean because it's going to take time it, right. that, that process will take time um but they're trying they're outlawing you know all kind of gas cars yeah and so that right there is a start but yeah but america know, but, will never do that because but, we well, should have no, taken a step back money, We've taken a step back because now we've got morons. I guess this is where we get to the Trumpito segment, you know, getting out of like the Paris Agreement. So now, you know, a lot of the solar jobs. Oh, by the way, jobs are mostly in solar, by the way, not in coal and all that stuff, which is detrimental to the environment. Right, strip. We'll just keep stripping the ground. (laughs) But these are the same people that probably eat fast food, too. Mm. I mean, you see the trickle down of this and the the the, the, the critical thinking and the thought. Right. right. You know, I, I just don't understand how we've 
made everyone so disconnected from humanity. Like, <laughs> we're living beings. We're, I, I don't know. I don't know. It just seems so strange to me that we've... There's too many every, sheep. Yeah. And I don't know what they're believing. They're drive cars, eat fast, eat in car. <laughs> well, uh, everybody wants to be baller, crazy, rich. And the only way you can do that is being competitive. And the key component to being rich is now you're better than the most people around you. Most people around you, they don't, they don't make that much money. They're kind of stupid. So if you're super rich and you've got a big house and a super nice car, then but, you're better than them. That's what America's trained everyone it, to It say. doesn't, but that's the thing is that stuff, and but, then, we, then we've got things like The Secret where well, stuff, and that's the one part of that movie that bugged me is they kept talking about money, money, money. And, and when they're like, tell, you know, say what you want, say what you want. I don't want money. Money doesn't, I don't, more money, more problems. I mean, if you I... You had that lap of luxury, though, before to understand that, before a lot of people who haven't, that who've never seen, or even came, you know, who've ever had the opportunity to have an education, you know, that is like their biggest goal. That's why people are willing to, you know, rob and steal and kill to, for that almighty dollar. It just doesn't make sense because it has, it has nothing to do with our humanity as uh, us as people, you know, like what, what we breathe, what we eat. I just, okay. So I'm hanging out with um, an 11 year old yesterday and she says something to me like about money. This is, this is what she said. She said first something she, I said, uh, she said something about money and I said, well, it's, well, I, I'm a socialist. Uh, and that means that if everybody had a, it's about what you need, but if everybody needed a little less, everyone could have a lot more. But it's about everyone, you know. Like I, I think my standard of living is is amazing. But some people would look at me and be like, so I was trying to explain to her, like she has. I just help, kind of helped her house today. She has like twenty seven doll houses. Why does she need to have twenty seven doll houses? Spoiled. We need a doll neighborhood. That's why. That's a- yeah. She's building it. Yeah. She has so many doll houses. She can't even set them all up at once. It's just like, and she keeps getting more doll houses. And I'm like. How many dollhouses do you need? We live in a country. It's building an empire. <laughs> we, but we live in a country in America here. It's not about we, the people. It's about I, the person. Mm. You know, mm. we've been so well, that I. It's about I, the I, the bank account. Yeah. I, the bank account. If you if you do have a bank account, <laughs> money is just not important to me. I just want to be able to eat good food, have a fun time drinking beer with friends when I want to be creative I mean I'm kind of living the life I want to live um I don't know what's going to happen this year with taxes (laughs) what stop crying (laughs) take personal responsibility (laughs) snowflake I haven't I, I haven't been crying all the time yeah well that's the other thing is everybody we've been teaching our children that they're all so unique and they're not. No. They're different than one another. No, but not everybody's special. Not everybody's uniquely special. Not every single kid is going to be this, you know. Not everybody's well, a winner. Every kid is special if they work hard to be special in their own way. Well, it's every kid is different, but they're not. I mean, that's the thing. You have to, it takes a long time to be special because you have to work really hard. And the problem with our children these days is that they are, they have no discipline. They, they want everything right now. No but patience. I can look it up on the internet right now. I can have the answer right now. What about 
knowing how to look something up in an encyclopedia. What's that? What about reading that a book? What about going to the library and doing actual that. research? What about what about choosing multiple sources and, and, and spelunking and finding out and using your brain? How about reading? Reading, all these kinds of things. And, but everything is so immediate that they all think they're great. I mean, I used to, when I was even teaching some kids in school and I'd say, um, you need to redo this. And they'd be like, uh-uh, it's done. And I'm like, well, it's not good enough. And they're like, yeah, it's done. That's it. I'm like, well, this is a C minus. Okay. I'll take it. They don't care. They don't care. It's, it's done. It's out. There's no, like, I, it just makes me so angry because I was a ballerina and I sat, I mean, I danced for four hours. I sat at a bar and you're doing all these things. I love kids with discipline and that can, kids that do sports and that they do something all the time every day and, and it's re- repetition. But I just feel like they're all so fucking lazy now. They just want everything right. now. Well, you know what? It's not even just, I'm not even going to just blame kids. Is there an app I, for I, that? I, I was, <laughs> an app for that. I, I'm also going to say that there's, Thank you. there's also adults um, that are the same way mail. that come from a little bit of the, you know, like my generation and a little bit younger who, the work ethic, by the way, we were talking about this with my coworker and how we work in the service industry. The service industry can be very, very easy. You don't have to make it difficult, you know. And the fact that matters, just like some people have an issue with showing up to work, or being on time, or you know, teamwork. You know, it's just like you know, it's so funny how people's work that, and that goes along with the discipline, and and the patience that one should have, you know, because I, I I feel that people, the critical thinking thing, is gone. And discipline, I think a lot of these kids came from like, you're special, you're going to be a winner, You everyone gets a trophy. Right, right. No, not everyone, everyone gets, gets, a, gets a, trophy. a trophy. Yeah, not everybody wins. No. Yeah. Sometimes, and they come also come from those, that generation comes from those playgrounds that they didn't get scraped. Right, right. They had the little soft shit. I got scraped. Absolutely. And you pick yourself off and you dust yourself off and... Get back on that slide. Well, the way that you, the way that you see, the way that people judge you as a, as a leader or as a person of, I don't know, whatever, it's how you, uh, how you take defeat or how you, when, when things don't go, it's easy to be a winner, but when things yeah. don't go your way, it's kind of like, that's where you get judged. How graceful can you be? Cause everyone loses sometimes. Mm-hmm. Everyone has to lose eventually. And it's, you know, how, how do you. How do you react when you lose? If you can be graceful, then you can learn, you know, out of either way, out of, you win more, win more from losing than you can from winning. I'm going crazy because all day my headphones have been going in and out. So I'm going to get a new fucking pair of headphones because I've been holding it with my hands and it's making me insane. So Latoya, please talk to Steve for a minute while I change my headphones. Oh, we're having earphone technical difficulties on Pam's ears. That makes sense now because I was like, how does she, how does Pam not hear me, but Latoya hears me just fine. Oh, because it, I, earphones, you have an ear. Hey, so you were going to say there was something else that was going on in misery, the the show me the shit state, uh, about, uh, um, weren't you going to mention something else? Something about misery. Yeah. Misery. Well, I, I told you guys about when I dropped that super wasted, broken, drunk guy off at the airport. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is he still God. alive? Yeah. How's he hanging? Uh, well, we'll give you, we'll give you the, the Alki update. Uh, <laughs> Alki <yeah>. update. 
he's actually he rebounded a little bit. He uh, he he finally hit rock bottom. Like he kept getting drunk and like losing his phone <laughs> and uh, like all this kind of shit. The, he was living in a hotel room for a couple of days after that happened, and eventually they got a call from the hospital because the hotel found him face down, uh, unconscious in the hotel room. Oh shit! And so then he. He was like, "Okay, I'm gonna get my life together. Take me oh. back to the hospital. I want to. I want to go through detox." Wow. So they they detoxed him at the hospital, and then he was like, and he got actually. It's funny. He got really like pissed off and bitchy, and uh, was like, "You know, well, when I get out of detox, I want to come back and live at your house." What? Your like, house? Oh no, son! When you get out of detox, you are going to Washington. Wait, what? He, Why would he, he want to be at your house? How would he expect? No, no, no. He was, he was talking to his mom. Oh. Oh, hell no. I thought he was talking to you. I'm like, Facebook. Jesus. And they were like, no deal. So they actually, they went down and they got a restraining order against him. Wow. Shit. So he couldn't come to the house. Damn. So then after he completed detox, they tried uh, round two of putting him on the airplane and sending him off to Washington. So they gave him what little money he had out of the original thousand, which I think was like 500 bucks. And they sent him out to Washington, and he gets to Washington, he buys a hotel room, he starts getting really, really fucked up and really drunk. Oh. He ends up losing his phone, he ends up losing all of his money. Oh. Um, and so then he was like, you know, Mom, I need you to buy me a new phone and do this and that. And she was like, no, man, like, this is done. Like, this is, this, that's not going to happen anymore. You're on your own. And uh, so then he went to the homeless shelter where, you know, they check your stuff for alcohol at the particular home, the shelter he was in. Like, you can't show up drunk. You can't bring in booze. And so it forced him to kind of wake up and get himself together. And uh, different churches would come in and, like, help run the shelter and volunteer. And he ended up really liking the shelter. Uh, not the shelter lifestyle of sitting there, <laughs> but the idea of, like, I need to get myself better so I can help people, too. I want to help people. Aww. I don't want to just be this screw-up. So now he's working through uh, going through, I guess, detox again and uh, trying to get himself in a better position to where he can help these churches out oh. and uh, help other drunk, screwed-up people. So it has a somewhat happening ending. Now, we might get a phone call in a week that this guy's dead in a ditch somewhere because he fell off the wagon and got all drunk and got killed. But, I mean, it sounds like he's pulling out of the nosedive now. That's great. Yeah. Of his own volition, too, and that's that's what the important part is. Well, that was the thing was, is I, you know, I think his mom was just coddling him so much that he didn't have to be on his own. Codependency. You know, he yeah. had a few places to and all this stuff, and all he had to figure out was how to get to the bottleneck. Right. And, it, you know, and for any parent, it's hard to see your child go through that, so that's why yeah. the parent ends up enabling, you know, but they're actually oh, just, yeah. just killing them. Shit. His mom ended up going to NA. Oh, good. Not because she had any kind of any kind of problem, but because she just didn't know how to handle this level of catastrophe. Yeah. And they would call me for advice, and I was like, 
look, man, I, I fucked up once really bad, and I went to AA, and I straightened my shit out. And not to say that I've been flawless or I haven't had any problems, but when I do have problems, I'm always fighting to try to get back and to get away from those problems. Yeah. Although, I did get arrested like two weeks ago. What? What? What, what happened? Oh, do? no. Yeah, man. Were you, did you get, it was it, did you get super wasted? Uh, super wasted. I was at a bar. My buddy was depressed. And uh, I'm like, I'll come, let's, let's have a drink and let's talk and I'll, you know, I'll be, make you feel better. So we go hanging out with him and another friend's join us. And uh, I'm getting, we're, we're just drinking and uh, I'm being Mr. Carnival Man. I'm getting into comedy mode to try to make this guy laugh and to lighten up a little bit. And I just way overdo it. And I, I, I'm doing shots of whiskey and oh, no. drinking beer. And then uh, I end up getting fucking super, super drunk. But like as I'm getting drunk, I'm like, okay, uh, hey, Katie, you're going you're gonna to drive me home. Is that okay? And she was like, absolutely, I'll drive you home. The bar is real close to my house. So I'm like, all right, not a problem then. Let's go for the full tilt boogie. <laughs> and uh, I ended up getting super drunk. They take me back here. Like, the good thing is, though, is when I'm super drunk now, like I'm, I'm blackout drunk, and I'm so drunk, I keep forgetting this girl Katie is going to give me a ride. But instead of like trying to walk out of my car or anything, I keep trying to order an Uber to take me home. Because my drunken programming now is like, you don't ever drive. You, you find a way to get yourself to where you need to go, but you don't drive. Right. And uh, so anyway, they get me home, and I'm drunk out of my mind, and I'm fucking super wound up. And it's like 2 o'clock in the morning. There's a bad storm out. I've got my mom's, like, big American flag we have outside, and I'm out in the middle of the street waving it over my head trying to <laughs> fucking summon the 4th of July or something. Oh, my God. I just got a visual of that. <laughs> and then it's like my mom's getting nervous and upset, and she's like, get back in the house. So then I'm, like, in the house, and I'm running around, and I'm, and I'm trying to be funny. I'm trying to be goofy, silly, make people laugh, because I'm on point now. And it's just, like, obnoxious. It's late. Nobody wants to hear any of my shit. Right. And uh, so then uh, we, uh, I'm like, my mom's like, you, you need to stop it. You need to settle down. Well, I also rebel against authority. So then I'm like, oh, you think I need to settle down? And I run out the back door, and I run out front, and I'm like, I got the flag again, and I'm waving <laughs> it in the rainstorm. What is wrong with Like you? Lieutenant Dan. Like, is this the best that you've got? Now, granted... It is a lightning storm, and I've got a metal pole in my hand, waving it over my head. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. So then she's super freaked out. She gets my little brother out who, uh, you know, he, he's been working crazy, and he's all tired. And he's like, you know, you need to knock this shit off, Steve. You're not doing anything. And he grabs me, and he clams me down. He's like, you know, if you don't stop, I'm going to beat your ass. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, little brother thinks he can beat my ass, huh? Uh -oh, so like, uh -oh. we get into, it wasn't like a fight, because it wasn't like we were throwing punches or kicking, but we were wrestling around, you know, throwing each other. We would go tumbling down the stairs, and I smash into a wall, and, I, you know, my head punches a hole through the drywall. I feel sorry for your mother. Oh, my goodness. Exactly. And then so their mom was like, like, I can't take this. I'm calling the police. 
And uh, she's like, I called the police. And I'm like, oh, yeah, well, thanks a lot. <laughs> and I run out into the driveway, and I get down on my knees, and I put my hands behind my head <laughs> uh, like you would if you were resting on a beach. Really? But I'm, I'm kneeling in the uh, you're getting arrested position with my back turned to the driveway. So the cops pull up, and I'm already arrested in my mind. Wow. <laughs> and, um, yeah, they were like, do you want to press charges against them? Has he acted like this before? She was like, he's never acted like this before. We don't understand. The cops are like, well, it looks, it, the way he's acting, it's like he's on methamphetamine or something. <laughs> and so the thought of maybe something was put into my drink at some point in time was kind of a question. Oh. And uh, because, I mean... Normally, I get old man tired when I'm drunk. Like, sure. when I get really drunk, I hit a point where I'm like, I just need to lay down and go to sleep. I don't care where we are. I'm done. What? But I was hopped up at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning. So you think so, you got a little bit of meth in your cocktail or some kind of something. speed? something. And they were like, do you, want us, do you want to press charges? No, we don't want to press charges. Like, you, what do you want us to do? Like, we just want him out of here until he's back to normal. So they took me down to the St. Charles jail cell and handcuffed me to a wooden bench. And that's where I stayed for 14, 15 hours. Wow. Handcuffed to a bench. And then uh, I didn't have any charges pressed against me or anything. Uh, when I got out, my mom was there waiting for me like, do you know what happened? And I was like, kind of, actually. <laughs> but the, the, here's, here's one of the things that was fucked up. Uh which is, this has only happened to me one other time. And as much as I was drinking, I woke up without a hangover. Oh. Like, there was no hangover whatsoever. Wow. And typically, like, the only other time I had that, uh, I was at a comedy club, and I was on my second night. I, I was after my second show, and then all of a sudden I woke up in my bed. Oh. And I was like, what the fuck? No hangover, no nothing. And then I remembered a guy walked up to me with a water bottle, and uh, he was like, here, man, take a shot of this. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's GHB. He gave you yeah, GHB. Yeah, I was like, I've had moonshine before, and I took a big swig of it, and his eyes looked up horrified, and he was like, all right, man. It wasn't moonshine. It was like, GHB. Yeah. yeah, I found that out later, because he tried to pour it in just a bottle cap of a water bottle, and I'm like, I can take my shine. Oh, no. Oh, my you God. didn't know what it was. Yeah, you probably took three times Dude, the dosage. you were going to date rape that's, yourself. Really, that stuff's really dangerous, too. Um, yeah, you can end up in a coma. Yeah. yeah. That's oh. what uh, Tom Segura, one of the comedians, he has a story about doing that, and he's in a coma. Oh, my God. So, But I guess it's popular out here because it gets you drunk, but... You're not like really drunk, right? GH, GHB. You, if you drink, um, the way that I had people who I knew who made it and they did it, they put it into ACT bottles. Remember those things where you press it and yeah. it fills up the little, right. This, the right size of like a mouthwash or whatever. So they'd put okay. it in an ACT bottle and then that little thing would fill up, and that makes you feel like you've had like six beers. Yeah. It makes you feel like you've had six IPAs, but without being like nauseous and like, oh, I'm going to barf. I'm all full. A, you feel full if you had six beers. B, you'd be, I mean, I'd be wasted. 
But the problem with GHB is that a lot of people don't know that you cannot mix it with alcohol. If you have any alcohol in your system and then you take GHB on top of it, that's when it gets super, super dangerous because they're because both... I was already like fairly drunk. Right, so you were already drunk. So that was really dangerous because y- you can go into a coma, there can be respiratory suppression, there can be really terrible things that happen. You can... Um, so, hey, out there, if you are taking GHB... I through it. Well, you have to make sure... Down. If you're I've gonna, got the fortitude of an elephant. Yeah, we, uh, you're, you're still in your early 30s. Uh, Dude, I, I drove myself home. <laughs> uh, now, that's kid. the other thing. The GHB, a lot of times people will know when they're doing GHB. Cops will. And that people will fall asleep at, like, intersections. They'll be driving, and they'll just fall asleep. And their sure. car will be idling and all this stuff. And people will be like, eh, eh, And then the cops will come up, and they'll say, hey, that's a GHB issue. Uh, it's... Uh. It's crazy. I think that my high level of drinking and my experience being a delivery driver is what saved me on that night. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, you could have got date raped, Jan. Yeah. Don't get date raped. Don't get date raped. Don't do that, Steve. Here, here's what I was thinking. Why do people about. like to fuck with that shit? I don't. I don't. Have you ever mm. had a dream where you were like you were doing a normal activity, like you were yourself, and you were just doing some normal, like regular activity, like cooking? Or doing comedy or something. <laughs> Normal wonder, activity like doing comedy. I wonder if you if you black out, if you can time jump when you're in a dream to that moment when you're blacked out. Like if hey. like humans operate at a frequency and then you can take control of the blackout or someone or something else could take control of you during mm. that blackout when your soul's like not in your body. Well, no, that's not how it works. The re- what a blackout is, Steve, is that your your brain stops making memories. So that's why you can be totally lucid in the moment and you're there and you've had all this alcohol and later you're like, what happened? Wasn't You're there in the moment, but your brain is unable to make memories. And that's what a blackout is. But what if you go deeper and you're so drunk that you're beyond making memories? And you're in a coma. It affects you on a spiritual. On, I'm thinking sci-fi level here. <laughs> right, but it would be that. The, the thing is that when, like, and people always say, "Oh, Pam," and I was like, "I don't remember." I was blacked out, and they're like, "Well, you were totally. You were with me. We like talked about this." And I'm like, "I just don't remember because people don't. They don't understand that that's. That's why alcohol is so bad for you because it literally destroys one of the things that our brain does on a daily Memory. basis. Yeah, we. We live and create moments and we remember them. And that's how we grow and move on. Uh, hence, memento, that poor guy. But, uh, <laughs> and, but if you take away that ability purposely, you know, what kind of idiot are you? I, I raised my hand on that one. I, but yeah. that's the thing is that like, I like to get drunk, but I just have to not get to that point because I enjoy talking to people, but I want to remember those times. And then when people come up to me later and go, we've met so many times and I'm like, I'm drunk all the time. <laughs> then I look like a dick, you know? Right. But well, dude, I wonder if that's, uh, that was the case with uh, Pablo Francisco when they were like, he was stuck in a drug induced time loop. It was like, no, he's so fucked up. He's not remembering that he said that shit already. Do you see that? Who's Pablo Francisco? You didn't hear that whole crazy story? No. He's he's a comic and he's really famous for doing impressions of the uh like, you know, uh the little like this summer, you know, oh, little uh-huh. Tony in the hot dog car. Get down, get down. And like doing all these impressions. He was really popular. And Pablo, oh, I see this. I see it. I've seen looking at pictures of him. Okay. 
so he was performing at the Sacramento Punchline. Butch Escobar was opening up for him. Wow. And he got so... He was Comedian so Pablo Francisco he, taken away in ambulance after. Drug-induced time loop. Like, he kept repeating. He couldn't tell that the microphone was unplugged from the floor. Oh. There's video of it. Right. He, this, is, this is from Fox 40, Sacramento, Stockton, Modesto. He, and it says, Comedian Pablo Francisco taken away in ab- ambulance after Sacramento show. Uh, this happened last Saturday. Wow. Um, and there's a video. Joe Decker was there at, for what he thought would be Francisco's final set of the night. And said he captured a video of Francisco being carried to a waiting ambulance. Should we watch both his set and... here? Oh, dude, he's so fucked up, he falls off the stage. Okay, that's, yeah, let's watch together. it. Uh, put, put four up and three down, please. All right. Here we go. Uh, live on Mutiny Radio. Live. All right, hold on. Hold on, folks, sir. It was no joke. The tumble comedian Pablo Francisco took off stage while performing at Punchline Sacramento on Saturday. The fall from stage Whoa! came during an argument Whoa! he was having with an audience member who wanted him off stage. Many who were there say Francisco spent 15 long minutes in the throes of an intoxicated rant. Oh, wait, hold on real quick. Can I just say one more thing real quick? Hey, come on. Everybody, still stick around. Francisco is a big draw here at Punchline Sacramento, where local fans say they try to catch him every time he visits. Oh, absolutely. This is about the third or fourth time. Joe Decker was there for what he thought would be Francisco's final set of the night. But instead, he captured this video of the comedian being carried to a waiting ambulance. We were just waiting down there, and then all of a sudden, they bring him down on a stretcher, and we're right there waiting and seeing him. And at that point, he looked like he was convulsing. His <gasps> arms were kind of flailing. By just after noon Sunday, Francisco was tweeting this, apologizing to those who were there, Apologies saying his, quote, elbow is all fixed up, and he was ready for his appearance at the venue tonight, the final show in this Sacramento stop. But just two hours later, Punchline Sacramento announced Tonight's show would be canceled. Huh. Tickets would be refunded, but a free show with local talent would happen regardless. Pablo Francisco, about half an hour later, tweeted again, repeating his apology and saying he would, quote, rest up, heal up, and be back better than ever. But I was excited to have tickets for tonight, so. So you don't Hopefully know Hopefully he'll be, no, I don't know what's going to happen. He's not performing tonight. He's not performing tonight. Yeah. That's sad. Carrie Kyle wasn't about to let it ruin date night for her. And Francisco's Mike fans disconnects. say they don't want to see this he has ruin a favorite idea. comedian's career. Can't find you don't have cord. to be funny and it's take funny. drugs at the same time. Uh, he's a natural comedian. He's great at what he does. You know, get, get your stuff together so that the fans can come and really appreciate you and see a great show. Again, Punchline Sacramento did refund tickets for all of those canceled shows. They did put on a show tonight with local talent. I asked management when, if Pablo Francisco would be booked back here again. At this point, they say no comment. All right. Damn. Thanks, on, Steve. Molly. What's going on? <laughs> uh, you do need drugs to be funny. Well, there's more video. There's raw video. Right. There's like a five minute clip of him, like, just talking. He's on stage, and someone's like, hey, man, it's over. He's like, no, folks, don't leave. Don't leave. And he's trying to do a bit, and he's keep doing it over and over and over again. That is kind of sad, though. And then uh, eventually, they, uh, like, the guy just stops, and the lights go off, and then someone carries him off stage. Yeah. 
Well, he fell off the stage. That was pretty amazing. They showed that. I'm like, wow. <laughs> and yeah. what was funny was, Ow. so Doug Stanhope, of course, he's tweeting like, don't worry, Pablo. I've played Sacramento many times. It's always the audience's fault. <laughs> and then he, uh, then he tweeted, I think the punchline owes a big apology to Pablo Francisco for not enforcing their no filming during the show. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, my God. That's so funny, Doug Stanhope. Because someone was filming during the show with their cell phone, and that's how they got it. But I think once he started being like a crazy person. No, that's true. They shouldn't have any filming, especially if he's going to be a crazy person. If they would have enforced the rule, it wouldn't have been a problem. No one would have known. they sh- well, they, they fucked up by letting him go on for that long. I right. Mean, it was like five or six minutes. Give him the hook. Like if, You've if, been... If you think he's... Af- and once he falls off the stage... Right. Because he's clearly fucked up, then you, you fucking... You turn the lights off, you take your two biggest door guys, and you go up there, and you fucking get him off. Stage. Yeah, absolutely. Now, let, me, see let, me ask, let me ask you a question. Do you think... There is an abuse problem, or was it just one oh, of those yeah. nights? You have to understand, this guy is has notorious behavior. Uh-huh. I've never worked with him. I've never experienced anything firsthand. But I've heard stories of like him being booked for like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh-huh. He does Thursday. He's a no-show Friday and Saturday. The next week, he shows up on Friday. Like, all right, I'm ready to do the show. Let's do this. We're ready for a good night. And they're like, dude, you were supposed to be here last week. And he was like, no, man, I was just here yesterday. What are you talking about? Wow. Ooh, that's so sad. he has a he has a he has a problem. He, he has, has to a deal problem. with. Yeah, and, and he's, he's got a. We're getting some crazy feedback going here. Are Are you? Yeah, it's gone now. It was like oh, a okay. hissing sound. Sorry. Uh, technical difficulties there at Mutiny Radio. He's not even that big a comedian, though, is he? He is, man. I mean, he is. I mean, granted, he's he's playing clubs. He's not doing theaters. Right. But in his heyday, he was huge, man. Huge. Right. They well, did an episode of MTV's Cribs with him. What? Yeah. Wow. I have no idea. So he's been in the game for a while. Yeah. Well, the drugs, man. I, <laughs> I, I love him. Could you imagine... Having a set that was so bad it made the news. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be incredible. Well, all publicity is good publicity, so. You know, what's funny is I just typed his name. I just typed in the name Pablo, and his was like the fourth down from. Was Escobar the first? Uh, uh, No, he was second. Picasso. Oh, okay. But, yeah, so he. Oh, and then there's the baseball player. But I typed in pa- Pablo Sandoval, and it talks about that's the first story. <laughs> wow. Uh, Steve, what else is going on in life? Everything good? Yeah, everything's good. I'm, no more deli? I've got a, a toy show. No, I, I'm doing the deli a little bit more. Oh, okay. I, uh, I told you about how I'm building the van into a portable unit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like the plan now is to like not necessarily live out of it full time, but get it sustainable for long travel. Yeah, awesome. And I'm just going to go to these comedy clubs and be like, hey, man, uh, I want to get booked here, and I'm going to live in your parking lot until you do that. 
If you don't want your, your customers to see me showering in the parking lot. <laughs> With a, um, I invest in a, there's, I used to use them at Burning Man. They're really great. They're these sun showers. And so one, it's clear on one, the sun can go through and it's black on the back. And so it reflects and you fill up this bag and then you put it on the ground and the sun heats it up and you hang it and it, it's a little shower. And it's great. No shit. Yeah, and the sun does it all, and it gets really hot actually. And it was sometimes it got too hot, <laughs> but uh, you could literally shower in the at whatever parking lot. You can just hang it on your, on you know, the top See, of your I car. I figure I can I can hit like, I mean, truck stops would probably be the bottom tier, but I could get like a day pass to a gym for six bucks or something, or just you know, hey, I come on the, I just need to come scrub up at your place. I don't need to crash or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Well, I mean, you're you're a free you're a free man. I have no tethers because I don't care if I don't pay my credit card. <laughs> Is there? Are there? Are there? How's the lady front? Uh the lady front. It's I. I've got one girl uh, that I knew in not even high school, middle school. Whoa. Oh. Um, but she lives like an hour and a half away, uh-huh. and uh, she's got a whole pack of animals. Uh, oh yeah, so like, she can't come to you. You have to go up to her because we, she can't leave the llama for a day. Yeah, well, she's got like a she's got a like I think a Doberman Pinscher and a Rottweiler and a Chihuahua. Oh god! And oh, then she no. also has two cats. Stop and it! She's and one person. Just, that's, a, that's a lot of animals, man. Yeah, three dogs for her, one person. That's crazy. Is her house person. clean? And she and she spends a lot of time cleaning it. Like she was in a. Well, I don't want to say her business, but she was going to get married and they were going to buy this piece of land to build a house on. So it was okay to get these animals, but then uh, it went south and then he did some cheating. Oh, aren't you supposed to get the the property first? Yeah, before the animals. Yeah. Well, so, and so he did a little cheating so they didn't, they got divorced. They didn't get married. They didn't get married. And I might tell the story wrong, but from my understanding of it, I believe she announced her engagement, uh, like online, like, Oh my God, we're engaged. And then, uh, like her friend was like, Hey, I can't live with this guilt anymore. You need to know that I slept with your now fiance like a year back or so. Oh, what a cunt. She didn't need to say anything. That's so lame. It happened a year ago. Oh, Jesus Christ. Your friend is not your friend. What a, what a fucking bitch. You keep your goddamn mouth shut, Laura. Don't tell Laura anything. Laura, Laura, Laura. Laura, shut the fuck up. People are so dumb. You don't always, like honesty is really great if you're living a life of honesty and you do it at the time. If it's a year later and they're engaged now, something happened over that year that now he wants to be with her because he did it a year ago. You can't fault a person for something they did a year ago when you never, you know, identified it or knew it was a thing. It was a year ago. Jesus Christ. The big, well, here's the thing is it's like, how horrible of a friend is that to where you, she doesn't give a fuck about you. She's going to sleep with her man. And then the guilt is now weighing on her. So now she's got to tell you that like, it's all about like her, you know what I'm right. saying? It's a very selfish maneuver. That um, was awful. But I, yeah. I mean, I, I was like, damn, like the story That's was fucked pretty up. fucked up. <laughs> That's really fucked up. And that guilt, she should have swallowed that guilt. That's what she should have did. 
Like, don't come out with a year later. Sometimes I think people do that to be vindictive. Of course she did. You know? she That well, was the cuntiest like, thing she could do. It's the most selfish, cunty thing. You already slept with him. Now you want to have everyone know? Like, what are you going to get out of that? What? Now she, now she broke up a marriage and, that she didn't need to do that. And now she's stuck with all these animals. Well, no, no it's, I mean, and now, yeah, I know that. And then, but now, you know, Steve, Steve, Steve's a lover. Steve is a, is a, just I know, a big. I'm, I'm trying to live out of a van. You can't have that many animals in a van. No, you can't. Um, a small no. minivan. No, no, no. But it, I mean, at least it's a portent storm. Yeah, that's too many animals for one person. That really is. It, it's got to be overwhelming. Well, it is, unless you you enjoy taking care of animals full time. Like you go to work and then you come home and take care of your animals who are your babies. Like, yeah, but that is I, great for you. I mean, unless you have the correct property to do that, like, I don't know. That's well, still a lot see, of. Animals. The thing is, she she has a house and she has a nice yard and everything like that. But she has trouble moving in the neighborhood because those dogs are classified as, like, vicious animals. Like, okay, the right. breeds. Because those are the kind of dogs that, you know, they want to use for dog fighting. And then they make these dogs crazy. The crazy dogs get out, and then they attack people because they're bred and trained to attack people. Oh. Whoa. So, just more examples of human beings hurting animals oh well it sounds like that's um an interesting story to be involved in and uh too far away to really make a big difference in your life yeah but yeah i'm telling you i think like me personally with this whole van idea if i could find a female comic uh who is interested in me and who was funny. So already we're really reaching for the stars. Steve, Steve, now the thing that Steve, Steve Poggi messed up when we met five years ago, I hit on him so hard and he never did anything oh, about really? it. Yeah, we never kissed. We've never made out and it never, ever happened. And now we're too good of friends. It could never happen. But he had his opportunity he had five start, years ago. He, I was in my second year comic and I was like, he's so funny and he came from far That's away. Sexy. And I was like, I was like, wow, he's not the, and I believed in him. And uh, he just didn't even, he never you even pick thought up on twice. That? Did you even? No, there was a you never Eric picked Barrett up on that? Jonathan Gap. No, it was before. No, it wasn't before. It, no, I think it was even before drummer, comedian, Aaron. No, no, it was after. Maybe it was during. Maybe it's because I was dating Aaron at the same time. <laughs> and I was like, that's, I think that that was probably the issue. <laughs> that I was, there I, was. I, a, when I first came out there, I think I was crushing on a leak. Ah, that that's funny. The girl that I that I crushed on, and then we had the whole, you know, Ted disaster. <laughs> oh right, Ted. We don't we don't need to. Say, we don't need to. We don't to need to remind. We but Is yeah. Is she still Ted. out there? Is she still doing? Uh, yeah, stuff? absolutely. Uh, does the hysteria mic with Dom and Irene? Do they still have a show at Mutiny? No, they had to leave, unfortunately. The alcoholism got the best of them? No, I don't know what happened. I think that timing and maybe they just wanted to do it at home. They didn't want to pay. and uh, oh, okay. I don't know. They No ill will. I love Dom. She's very funny and, and really great. Sure. And same thing with Ted. But, um, you know, people come and go from the station. It's just the way it is. I, I mean, I wish people would stick around. But it's hard for people to give eight hours of their life to something. It, it's Oh, man. I know? remember when me and Pete were, I would drive to Pete's house. Then we would take the BART down into the city and then walk to the station and then do our show. Like, it was it was such a journey for me to 
get down there every single day once a week. Yeah, I know it's impossible. All the way from, well, now you did it all the time, you know, once you started working down here, but Benicia was yeah. far. Oh, far. yeah, and then paying, like I'm paying a $5 bridge toll on top of paying the metro fee, on top of buying our booze, and then you got to eat something, and Youngs. then you got to ride. A, it was just so crazy. Yeah. That's a journey, damn. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's hard to like, when I lived in San Diego, I had to commute to work and sometimes it was like an hour and a half twice a day. So it was three hours of my life and I can't even conceptualize spending three hours of my life now in a car. Like, and people do that all the time. Oh man. That was one of the biggest things. As hard as everything was, it's like, man, at least I don't have to deal with the fucking traffic anymore. Like that yeah. was, that was a relief from the move. Like there was a lot. I mean, anytime you what do about your Christmas or you go anywhere, you're going to have positives and negatives. It's just the way things work. So, you know, you just got to focus on what's better about the situation. Yay. Yeah. He never yeah, knew. You, he, he never knew that I had a crush on him for a minute. That's maybe. No, that, I'm trying to think of all the. Maybe you should have said something. But like you I said, like. you were with. I was with Aaron. Aaron. But there was an interim time because I, I wasn't with Aaron. And then I. Then I was with Jonathan, but that was because I hadn't even met Jonathan yet. At that so you point. had a little break. There was a there was a weird interim space. Oh, uh, yeah. didn't, you didn't even pick up on it. He didn't know. He had no idea. Old I do fits. miss the old tink days of when we'd all get together. That was fun. I do miss we'd that. We talk and bottle. That was the best until that that kid. Oh, do you want to know what's? You want the update on that? They're yeah. they're tanked. They're only. They're not even available. You can't get them anywhere in San Francisco now. What are we uh, talking the, about? The Alta, Cal- Alta California Botanicals. Oh, really? We were looking for them online because um, Jonathan's mom talked about, um, she asked him about CBDs and about medical marijuana for one of her friends and that they actually had a conversation about it was A, straight up amazing and right. uh, B, bizarre. But so because he was saying THCA and CBD are really the way to go. But now Care by Design is the manufacturer. Care by Design is everywhere. As a tincture company, they just, boom, took over. But Alta really could, they were really primed and ready to be big. But when with they let go of Emily and they let go of me within that same month, and, you know, that was, and it was yeah, right. And they, they moved the operation to a place where there was high over where it was yeah where it cost more and yeah. they and then they employed all of his son's friends who were 19 that all wanted to be on their phones all the time exactly and, and it's like a, you actually have to make boxes like a like a like an Indian like a dot not feather Indian sweatshop. like making sweatshop <laughs> boxes you have to glue them and stuff and, then, and put the sticker in the right area. right it put the sticker you did it yeah. uh, and it was employing so many great people it was we were job creators here so but they, they shot themselves in the foot they shot absolutely and people make choices and it's interesting I just wow. it's a it's yeah, a bummer yeah the time passes especially because it was like it was like, a good product it would sell out so often yeah that they were struggling to keep up with the demand then and and the thing is, like the you know the product was pretty good, but I were they just trying to be cheaper about it? But you, well, you said that they moved to the other spot. Uh, it was like north of here, correct? Like in Marin. Oh yeah, it was it was across. It was like on the other side of the bridge or yeah. whatever on the other side of the Golden Gate and yes. they were like you can come and take the ferry it was Salsalito you could take oh, the ferry no. they were like and I'm, I'm thinking y- you guys are crazy you want me to take the ferry to go work for four hours like are you what? like First I like all, boats but someone must not 
economically they must not be too bright because anytime no. you're getting property it's in Sausalito. Yeah. You're you're most of your money is going to the rent. Yeah, exactly. And you're already just trying to get off the it, ground. Well, it was so scary because they had been giving us, you know, $800. And when that money got pulled from the station, it was really scary. Right. Things got really scary for a while. I was I like, I don't that. know if I can do this. But then it right. kind of started working. And uh, and then again, I was like, I don't know if I can do this. But now things seem to be kind of working again, which is good. Um, I yeah. think. Ugh. That's sad, you know, that they went out of business, I guess. Uh, well, they're not out of business. Oh, they they're just not. They're just not everywhere they used to be like you used to be able to find the product everywhere in San Francisco in the Bay Area yeah, always, and yeah. now you now you now you can't so that's a market they lost yeah I don't even know if they're even mad. we'll see I will I'll do a little spelunking and find out uh do you know anything about the wall Steve the the great wall of China the great wall, wall of Mexico, Mexico the great wall of Mexico no I mean as far as I know it's dead right it wasn't no no they're gonna build it Really? Uh, What's the latest on that? Congress is finally funding the wall uh, a little. Really? But even if it becomes a reality, it's a very handy distraction from Russia. Don Jr., yeah. Scaramucci, healthcare. Oh, <laughs> by, the, by the way, that, that was the quickest 10 days ever. You know about Scaramucci being, getting fired? Oh. Yeah. He got fired. You know about him. He was the communications. Right, 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 yeah. right, right. So many people have resigned or been fired. Like Good. I, I, I want to see what kind of bullshit he's going to try to concoct to try to win another four years. No, I I don't I don't think I don't it think can't that's gonna it happen. can't happen. It can't. I don't think that's going to happen. Seriously. He, I, I mean, mean, he's still going to attempt. The guy's egotistical he's not just gonna give up well here's the thing the money that he started uh saving for the 2020 campaign he is now using that money for his lawyers so to fund the lawyers yeah so i mean the thing is i i think at by the end of the year someone's going to jail that's what i think or in I I want someone I, I just want someone to go to no, jail. No, I he'll I think something like that would happen like six years after he's out of office. Yeah. Just because if they I think about that, if he ends up going to jail while he's actually president, then that's gonna do nothing but destabilize the presidency. Like who, no matter who's oh, the president, the other side's gonna be like, That person needs to go to jail. Like, the I didn't, faith in that position will be shattered. I don't the, think it'll know, be him. People. I think it'll be someone from the campaign, like Manafort or someone like that. I don't think it'll be him. You know? he, he's, he'll face repercussions because I don't think he has the political ties that other politicians do. No, he doesn't have any political ties. Bullet. Yeah, like, they're going to want this to bear down on him because they wanted to make it seem like, hey, you can't just have any famous person become the president and expect good things unless you're the rock i think the rock <laughs> would do a good job but it's funny that like you know watching the fact that everyone you know the health failed and uh there's there's no accomplishments you know i think there maybe the republicans are going to probably start turning on him a little bit there have been like they have a couple to. there've been a couple yeah, of have sprinkle. you have you heard of the the website Reddit, R E D D I C. Yes. Yes. Okay. There, when you're on Reddit, the main thing is the front page, and the front page makes up all kinds of different postings.
from different subreddits. So there's subreddits of like, you know, like r slash funny, r slash news, r slash world news. One is, uh, I'm, I'm going to see if I can find it. I think it's called Trump. Trump on Trump. <laughs> Let me see if it's Okay, yeah, so Trump on Trump, what they do is uh, they just, they go through Trump's Twitter and every time he says something, they pull up one of his tweets from like 10 years ago where he said the complete opposite thing. <laughs> nice. Like where they try to like attack him. <laughs> but it's really funny how he says, like, you know, he goes on all the golf trips and everything like that. And then he has a, a tweet from three years ago where he's like, we don't need a president that's always on the golf course. We need a president right. that's out there fighting for the people. And then what is and he like, doing? Like that. He's on the golf course. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. They've actually, uh, the Daily Show, I think, put up a temporary story in uh, Times Square of the Museum of Trump tweets. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. His 12-year-old girl tweets. Yeah. Oh, I hate him so much. Well, that's the thing. I was going to ask you guys if you know what happened with the trans military thing that he tweeted. And the answer to that is nothing. Nothing. Because you can't can't tweet fucking presidential You can't tweet a law. You can't can't tweet tweet policy, you fucking 12-year-old cunt. Get off Twitter. Stop. Stop with the Twitter. What what, what, is r slash Trump criticizes Trump. That's the one you want to go to, and it is—it somehow some of the best shit ever. I mean, it's—he's just tweeting. It's just—I—it's what a sad fucking world we live in. I know. And the thing is, like, it's his base. I mean, I—I just—I don't feel sorry for them. They're just fucking morons. Like, those are the ones that are gonna pop, that are gonna die in poverty, and the rich folks are just gonna stay rich. You know, I, I just wish we could be take a little bit away from the rich people and pass it around because we're people. This all comes down to human rights. Honestly, just because you have money doesn't mean you're better. It doesn't make you a better person. Just because you have money, it doesn't make you a better person than other people. We're all people. We're all humans. And unfortunately, people are like, well, those poor people in Indonesia don't have any money, so they're not people. For some reason, we've snowed everybody into this those thing that you're worth because the work, the 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 word worth implies money somehow wealth but worth is what who you are as a human being and everyone has worth and when we negate people being human when we say when he tweets that trans people can't be in the military you're saying they're not people you're saying that their their wants needs and dreams that their aspirations and what they've been doing with their lives is not important because they're not a person or or he'll tell a bunch of police officers just it's okay to like hit someone on the car or the uh uh, when our officers arresting somebody, and uh, it's okay to hit them on uh, their head on the car. It, it was basically he was talking to a bunch of people, police officers, and he was promoting police brutality. Wow, <laughs> that yeah. happened on Friday. <laughs> promoting police brutality, of course. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, but you know, he's an idiot. I'm. I just. I get so angry about what's happening politically, and and I I hang out with a lot of small children, so, you know, they ask me, like, what I think, and it's really hard to express, like, how. Don't, trust your pre- don't ever be like your president when you grow up. Well, just that <laughs> it's it's setting a precedent for little boys too that you that women aren't people, and that the, our wants needs, you know, dreams, 
fears, aspirations aren't as important as boys or don't even exist. It's the same thing with black people or brown people or anyone who's, you know, we don't exist. Not valued by anyways. We have four minutes left, Poji. What else do you want to tell the world before we end this? What did you guys think about old Alex Jones? <laughs> um, what did he do this week? <laughs> uh, he, he, uh, they, John Oliver really rambled. Yes, okay. I know what you're talking last about. Last week tonight. And uh, it was pretty funny. The, the clips they have captured of him where he's just like, <laughs> These frogs are evil people. people yes. People, frogs, frogs are destroying this country. And you're like, frogs? What? I, I did see that John Oliver episode, and it's really, really funny. I think, isn't Alex Jones trying to sue him now? It says, Alex Jones laughs as John Oliver boosts InfoWars store sales. Oh, yeah, he was talking about all his products that were garbage. Well, yeah, and apparently, like, his stuff is like, really really overpriced compared to where you can get from like actual nutrition stores yeah and some of the ingredients that are in it are very odd (laughs) i i i didn't even know who alex jones was until now we've just opened this thing up he has his own radio uh, host yeah he far right radio show he's a conspiracy theorist conservative he's the one that said the sandy hook never happened right 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 um, he just went through a, a custody battle and he was acting really weird. Like his, like luckily his ex-wife got the kids, Ooh. but like, yeah, it was like, a, <gasps> he was born in 1974. He's my age, but he looks like a fat old ew, fuck. Isn't that interesting? I'm the same age older. as this guy. That's so funny. I thought he was well, like older. His, he looks his, old as fuck. And the thing that broke him and the thing that he was really famous for is he actually snuck in with a camera into the Bohemian Grove, like, ceremonies that they have. What's Bohemian Grove ceremonies? That's, it's like, it's the thing where, like, they go into the woods and it's all, like, upper-class people, like a bunch of presidents belong to the organization. Like the Illuminati. Yeah, and they, like, they set, like, a man on fire. <gasps> and, like, you don't know if it's a play or if they really set a guy on fire. It's a sacrifice. And there's, like, big owl statues that they, like... The owls are not what they seem. (laughs) Sorry, that's (laughs) Tony Peaks. I just can't believe he's. This is blowing my mind because I'm looking at the images of him, and he's my age. And he looks old. I okay. And he's. I look so good for (laughs) forty-two, almost three. I mean. I can't believe we're the same. Doesn't he look like an old man? He does. But I don't. I look, thought he was like in his fifties or like near sixty. I would. I would yeah. say the same thing. I just. I, I'm so surprised. Ew. That we're. Mm, that's really yeah, interesting. Yeah. So don't buy whatever he's selling. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Don't eat. Don't eat the chicken. Don't eat. <laughs> we, yeah. We didn't do that's any. Chicken nuggets. <laughs> we didn't do any narl news or um or. Uh, drug policy drug alliance policy. but it's okay go to their websites everybody and give them money actually go to mutinyradio.fm and uh, press that donate button and give us money so that we can keep having old dumb face call us I miss you Steve um, I know I miss you guys yeah. miss you too I love the fact that you give me the rundown or give us the rundown what's going on in yeah. the misery right. the misery that's good your home your home state Jonathan is camping right now with his sister in Hetch Hetchy he's not going to be back till Saturday 
Really? I'm surprised work is able to go that long without him. Yeah, well, he's been working weekends. He's been working so hard. He needs a break. I'm bummed I can't go with him. They wanted me to go, but I was like, I can't miss... I mean, I had these shows today. It was sort of last minute they decided to go. I have these two shows today, and I'm teaching the kids. That's three things. I have a show tomorrow uh, at Close-Up Comedy at the... Match matching half in San Francisco. Uh, I don't know what it is, uh, but that's tomorrow. Thank you for booking me, David Klein. And then Friday, I've got all my shows. And then Saturday, there's a there's a benefit here, so like I just can't even. I just can't even. You got a busy weekend. I got a busy. I'm busy, busy, busy. I'll be beaver. in Chicago. <gasps> Why are you going to Chicago? Yes, I am. You're such a world traveler. I try. Oh, man, be safe. Well, uh, <laughs> be safe. What is Chicago? Is dangerous. Is it? Oh, shit. It's dangerous everywhere. I'm not worried. I am not worried. I'm going to have a great time. I'm going to a family reunion. Oh, cool. I probably will eat meat because it's going to be a black family reunion with barbecue. So mm. that's going to be hard to yeah. avoid. Yeah, pork. Pork yeah. isn't pork. Yeah. Pork is definitely meat. With some friends. I'll oh, go John. to Lollapalooza. Oh, you're going to Lollapalooza? Yeah. I'm going to have that's a- so funny. This is usually the weekend that I would be in Chicago for the dermatology convention because oh, nice. it's always the Lollapalooza weekend but I'm not um, I, I, didn't, I didn't get to go this year she has, she has a boyfriend now oh no so he goes oh, they're talking about getting married uh, but that's great okay. that's great talk about it just don't do it <laughs> <laughs> no well they're both rich people so when rich people they need to get married because it's good for tax breaks uh, it's, it's an investment it is it's, it's important uh, for the government yeah Steve come visit us soon please please Get in that van. Once we get the, the independent van rolling, we'll be be traveling around trying to get booked. Yeah, absolutely. And stay out of trouble. Because you know when you come back here, everybody, will, I mean, you could you could get booked on everything here for like two weeks. Come on. Yeah. Well, I got pieces that are helping me uh, do the sound engineering for the new album. Oh, that's great. <clears throat> he has his so, hands in a lot of pots. He's doing a lot of different things for people. It's really great. Yeah, no, he's everywhere, and he's got a lot of talent, so it definitely helps out. Yeah, and he's killing it on Funny or Die. It's been four years since we made that commercial, since you made, uh, what does everybody think? What's all this jibba-jabba about? Oh, (laughs) God, yeah, I know. I saw that you posted that. Well, Pete's living in Amsterdam now. Oh. Yeah, Pete Pete has moved. He has fled the United States. I I always wanted to do that. I always wanted to flee to Amsterdam. I thought you had to marry an Amsterdamian. (laughs) <laughs> or I mean a Dutch person. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he's on like a work visa for tattooing. Oh, awesome. He's an Amsterdam fella. I'm so jealous. Oh, all these people living their lives. Okay, I'm Steve. Well, well, we got to go because I got to take a break before my next show. But right. hey, everybody, go to stevepoji.com and buy a cat t-shirt or any of his wonderful merch. Maybe some of his weird toys. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Okay, bye, Steve. Bye, bye Steve. Bye, bye, guys. Bye. Aw. All right, well, that's been our show. That was it. We talked to Steve the whole Steve, time. That was that great. Was that was rad. Yeah. So thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, we'll be back next week with whatever we do. <laughs> I don't know. What. Something in the world will go boom. Something will happen. Come to Pamtastics this Friday. Uh, and, you know, us. Bye. Support. <laughs>
Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event. Now trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Want to spend a summer Sunday laughing your cares away? Then come join the fun at San Francisco's Comedy Day. One stage, five hours, 40 comedians, a million laughs, and it's free. Besides our annual celebration of stand-up, did you know that Comedy Day offers workshops that teach Bay Area students how to use humor to resolve conflict? Comedy Day is so serious about ending bullying, it's banning all comedians from using the following phrases. Knee-slapping, side-splitting, break a leg, bust a gut, knock them dead. Those words hurt. But Comedy Day feels good. It's fun for the whole family. Did I mention it's free? Hey, comedy fans, don't miss the 37th Annual Comedy Day, the original longest-running free outdoor comedy concert in the world. The funny starts at noon on Sunday, September 17th at Sharon Meadow in Golden Gate Park, San Francisco. One stage, five hours, 40 comedians, a million laughs. It's free! (laughs) 
Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I used to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or 